0: out there in the poetry corner oh I'm sorry Ebony I didn't know you was gonna do the introduction we get it baby
1: thank you so much good <laughs> evening everyone we'd like to welcome you to the Poetry corner Westside connection we thank you all for joining us tonight and we're gonna get started pass the mic to Mr King
0: all right thank you baby uh tonight <clears throat> poetry corner Westside connection we got a lot of live guests on here so hit that notification button, click like, and subscribe, and we on. Pass it right off to Dre, the poet.
2: Hello, everyone. Thank everybody, for being here. We're going to start off with some poetry and a few questions. So I'm going to introduce Jacqueline, and then we're going to follow up with Ebony, introducing our next guest. So Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from any upcoming events, any books coming out, and then bless our mic with some poetry.
3: (laughs) My name is Jacqueline Nicole Harris. I'm an author, self-published, an award-winning self-published author from Lake County, Illinois. Um, My fifth book of poetry on life, The Words of Jacqueline, The Poetry of Jacqueline Nicole Harris, won the best ebook award for poetry in 2017, from the Black Caucus of the American Library Association. And that in and of itself was amazing. It was an unexpected journey to Atlanta to accept the award, and it was the last time it was the last time I can say my mother was totally proud of me and my poetry and my writing weren't in vain. I've gone through a lot and This past year, my mother passed away, and she's no longer with me. And she's the only person I could trust and be honest, to be honest with me. But nonetheless, when I had this little, sometimes I get down on myself and call it a pipe dream called poetry. She supported me through it, even when I had no job. And all I would do was sit at my computer 24-7 writing, hosting blog talk shows trying to host an open mic at a comedy club that was run by a backstabbing shyster who took out $10,000 in my name in a credit card and spent all that money behind my back even after all that I can count on my mom so if I could dedicate this night to her I will and I guess I guess I'll start with a poem. This is from Periods, Pauses, and Other Poems, my sixth book of poetry. And everything I'm writing here is autobiographical, or everything I'm going to say here is autobiographical tonight. But this poetry book is my sixth offering. And it was the last thing I wrote before my mom passed. And I published it after. But This poem I'm about to read to you guys is called Write Happy. And I think some of you, maybe all of you will relate to it. Write Happy. Cheer up. Smile. Write about painting rainbows on white picket fences in gentrified neighborhoods. Riding unicorns to Zimbabwe. Swimming with mermaids in Flint, Michigan waters or just sing. Let the wind carry your notes. Just remember, if that doesn't work, write happy. Try wearing something nice and ethnic when you read the poem. Wear your hair in a natural updo with large bamboo earrings, smile. No one will question your depth. Write happy, smile, not like that, like this. You wore your outfit all wrong, smile anyway. They may laugh, but it will be at your poem and surely not at you. If you tried being happy, maybe someone would understand your poetry. Smile, don't use too many big words, write happy. Try to rhyme, aren't you a poet? Aren't you a black poet? Don't you wanna be seen? Don't you wanna be loved? Smile, isn't this fun? Aren't you happy? Write something happy then. Write the happy things. Ink the happy thoughts. Fake it until you make it. Fake it until you matter. After all, this is just performance art. And that's how that book begins.
1: Beautiful, Jackie. Right. <clears throat> that's, that's what's up. up.
2: Thank you for that yeah. piece.
1: Congratulations.
4: Yeah,
1: <clears throat> We're so happy for you And um, my condolences to your mother But keep shining and keep thriving And we're so happy that you could join us tonight Um, Next up we have Paige B.
4: How's everybody doing?
5: Doing
4: great I will follow the original Instructions (laughs) Originally from Queens, New York I'm now in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina Um, I am currently it's kind of interesting i uh, thought i was going to be big daddy came back in the day and obviously it didn't work out um so i've been rhyming and you know really into things for a long time um i was always afraid though to be a solo artist right i was in groups and when you had your man next to you to the left to the right you know it was, it was easy you had the music behind you so doing um uh poetry or open mic poetry or spoken word it's it's The writing part is fine. The pen has always been there, but the the actual performance by myself, that's a new thing. So y'all are actually getting to witness the initiation into the next chapter. So I'm going to read tonight. But as I do open mics, I've been um, working on pure memorization, being a little bit more dramatic, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, this uh, one is called Enough is Enough. I'll just go ahead and get in it and get into it um oh um instagram is page underscore d a du underscore poet page underscore dub poet on instagram and on uh, facebook you can get me at melvin page the poet carter um on facebook um so that's all my my social media stuff anyway this is called enough is enough um i was looking at the news and we saw you know take off rest in peace to them amigos got killed and um I'm just looking at all of our young young boys out here that are rhyming. They, you know, they start rapping, never quit trapping. And they get caught up in that lifestyle. Um, and they just wind up dead, in jail, whatever. And um, enough is enough. So here we go. When we going to stop being tough? When is enough going to be enough? Takeoff got took off. Now they saying the dude that did it got took off. All because something was said and someone couldn't be soft. So that's one, two, lost from the shots. And who knows how many more lives will be lost through the process of the courts. Now the details I just spit was speculation, but here's a fact. It wasn't a white man or a cop that shot that shot. When this shit gonna stop? Why are we not in the streets yelling Black Lives Matter when we gonna clean up our own community? White man this, white man that. Pop Smoke, PNB, Biggie and Pop. All those killers were black. Let's be clear, at this point, it ain't the white man holding us back. Click, clack, shot, fire, black, kills, black. When do we say enough is enough and own our self-inflicted attacks? All your sets and clicks out of power to stop it. Instead, dealing addiction and killing other blacks to be the king of killing other blacks. Then hand out turkeys and buying kids sneakers. Is that how you get back? This shit ain't hard. Not at all complicated. All you put your guns down and process what you perpetrated. All your OGs making folks check in before they enter your community because you tough and got power. I'm calling bullshit, see? Power to me would be the ability to stop the criminality, enable our people to live peacefully, create and build legit businesses that truly set us free. Can't you see they only gonna let you go so far till the alphabet boys come and snatch the new star? You good as long as you stay at a certain level. You're truly powerless, sold your soul to the devil. For material things that have no real value, you got knocked for 50 years. What your kids gonna do? Your baby mama, your mama, all your niggas you was feeding. You gone now, son. Now how the fuck they eating? Hustle start rapping, never stop trapping. Pull up in the hood in a brand new Phantom. Gucci and Versace down, brand new Jordans. Now you either locked up or dead. I hope you enjoyed them. Can't blame nobody else. Gotta look at ourselves. Putting work in a teenager's hand ain't how you help. Myself, personally, I'm tired of this shit. Tired of hearing about the white man holding me down. So I'm loading this clip. If you believe that's your enemy, why are you shooting at me? I guess I'm less of a threat. Take my life, and they'll soon forget. We gotta own this in order to start looking for a solution. If we're not right, how are we gonna start a revolution? How the hell are we gonna fight if we killing our own soldiers? Enough is enough.
0: Thank all you. All right, <clears throat> that's what's up. Yeah.
4: Do
2: peace. Dope peace. Thank you so yeah. much. Appreciate it. Dope. 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 Next up to the mic, we have the lovely Martisha. Uh, hopefully I said your name correctly. <laughs> Martisa. Martisa. Okay, okay Martisha. So tell us about yourself, where you're from, if you have any upcoming projects, any bu- books coming out, where you see your poetry going, and then bless our mic.
5: So Martissa, originally from Detroit, currently living in L.A., And um, I'm actually working on a project, an anthology called Love Meals for Revolution, which I'm very excited about and in the works on right now. Um, And yeah, I think that's all I have. I'm going to read a piece that is actually untitled. um, So I'll go right into it. Sometimes my yearning is silent hushed by all the milestones I was taught are my birthright. The absence is deafening, how my desire gets smothered by a dream never mine. Today I went searching for her, my yearning. I searched past all the shouts of what should be, and I find her sitting there, legs splayed, breast heavy, joy spread across her mouth. I cannot help the shiver of giddiness bolting up my thigh. Saliva drips from the corners of her lips, hungry. I feel her desire in my belly, the warmth of craving stomach acid effervescent like champagne bubbles. My yearning is silent like tree trunks, thick and sturdy, embers alight and scolding, the dark deep sea heavy and full of the unknown. She calls to me, silent. No sound, just knowing. I hear her between my legs, underneath my heart, the rhythm of my dreams. There she sits, legs wide, breast full, saliva dripping from the upturned corners of her mouth. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. yes. Definitely now we're going to pass the mic to King for questions. King, the mic's on you. All right.
0: We'll start off with you, Jacqueline. All right. How do you feel about this poetry world that we uh, are living in right now?
3: Um, I feel pretty good about it. In spite of my own background with it i've had a lot of negative experiences dealing with people for the sake of my own ink as y'all know but with opportunities like this one west side poetry poetry connection the internet being as far reaching as it is and you really do have a chance to connect and be a part of something Outside of your own sphere of influence in your own world. So we're not limited in that sense. Oh, You're just limited by your own right. imagination and possibly your own wherewithal and what you can get your hands on to get out of your own sphere.
4: Right.
3: But it's a world after death jam, as I say.
0: Like <laughs> that's what's up. Definitely. So, thank you for that. Appreciate.
2: It. Next up, we have Ebb and Flow for questions. Okay, I'll shoot this one at you, Page P.
1: Um, can you tell me, like, how you got started as a poet? What inspired you to start writing?
4: Um, wanting to be a rapper, growing up in the era and in the city, the town where you saw running them riding around in Cadillacs and Suburbans, and L at his Benz with the body kit and Q-Tip we used to ride the bus not saying I know Q-Tip and them but we lived he lived on uh, 191st I think and I lived on 198th up on Lennon Boulevard so like just riding that bus line you know you would uh, be on the bus with those guys before they blew Um, and just being in that environment Um, but what actually got me into the poetry part of it was the the what I call a criminality of the music business itself. I was offered contracts and deals and they were horrible. Um, You know, people were trying to steal before I even had anything to steal. And so I fell out of love with that rather quickly. That that just cutthroat, backstabbing, whatever. But I never fell out of love with writing. It's been therapy for me. It's been, it's just been a lot for me, you know. So it's just something I always stuck with. And then I watched the movie. I want to say it was in 97. I know I'm dating myself, but it was in 97. I think, I think the movie was called Slam. I think that's what it was called. Um, the dude was in D.C. and there was a scene where he was in jail and they was getting ready to fight. And he just started spitting and everybody was just stopped because it was like they were confused. Like, what is he doing? And from right then, I knew that I would be doing this in some shape, form, or fashion.
1: That's dope. Thank you for that experience for sharing it with us. Um, I was very moved by Slam as well. Um, it just it it, it was just so deep and moving that you know it captured the entire um, everybody that was there on the ground and they just were all just paying attention and I and I felt that that was, that was really deep. Um yeah. so thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And I'll swing it back to you, um, Drea.
2: Okay. Next up we have. Marticia, so we're gonna to go to our like, kind of Love Jones questions, <laughs> make it a little more positive. Um, so when did you fall in love with poetry? So what is something that continues to bring you back? You know, and how do you write? I know several questions
5: in there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Um, I was just trying to think actually, I was thinking about that question Um, I don't know if poetry came first or when I found for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough, but that reading that horror poem was the moment I was like, oh man, like there's something here for me. It's also the start of my journey with black feminism and womanism, theology, and just like that whole realm of the world. Um, but for me, like. The work and the words of Black women has shaped my life, my politics immensely um, and shaped how I like see myself in the world and how I walk in the world. Poetry helped me like make sense of that and like put me in like a particular place. Um, So I would have to say like reading that, I think I was like in early high school when I first found that piece of work. And it's something I've gone back to over and over and over again.
2: That's beautiful. Okay, we're gonna start back with poetry. So Jacqueline, you're up next. Please bless our mic.
3: Oh boy. What do I say? Um, <laughs> uh, I should have been more prepared for this evening. I'm very sorry, but uh, This next poem I'm about to read is from On Life poems, written by Jacqueline Nicole Harris, the the award-winning book. By the way, all my books are available on Amazon. But anyway, this is called The Open Wound in My Heart. And I'm going back in time as I start reading from each of these books. But um, this was after 2015, a lot of black women are now wearing their hair natural because of different issues, and I had issues with my body, and this describes it. I awoke in pain in a hospital room on the same floor with the new where the new mothers bond with their babies. Even now, I wake up with pain and emptiness. And I think to myself, the hard part is over. So don't cry. Don't get angry. Pain don't hurt. It's just a reminder that you are living and no less of a woman. The surgeon could not preserve my womb without reserving more pain for me. So I awoke to a predestined path of blind acceptance. Some things you can't control. Some things you have no control over. It is all a part of God's plan. Lord, am I more than the sum of my missing parts, I wonder. This Sunday in church, I stared too long at a little girl that wasn't mine. She innocently played make-believe among the parishioners' seats, and that damn scar on my belly began to itch like the whisper that said, that ain't for you. And while the sermon blared on about purpose and timing and God's plans, the tears that began to form in the corners of my eyes whispered back, I know. And that's it.
0: Oh, okay.
5: Beautiful. Thank you so Hello. much.
0: Lovely peace.
5: A little
3: bit of a downer, I
5: know,
1: but true. We, ex- we accept the truth. Thank you so much. We're very grateful for it. Swing it back to you, Paige P. Blesses Again, please.
4: This one is called Think About It. <clears throat> if you ever wondered about the power black folks' artistry has, Jay got MSNBC breaking down his god did verse and doing the math. Telling about how we were punished when we started to cook how big farmers even bigger crooks. How many chefs they had, but it was served from government regularly. La- Government regulated labs. The warehousing of our black and brown people. A lot was selling weed and now weed going legal. Talked about how he sold rocks. Now sells weed through monogram that can be traded through stocks. The hypocrisy of prohibition. Y'all worrying about Dems versus pubs is a dummy mission. Then on CNN I watched a British white woman shut down Don Lemon. She spit facts. Made him be quiet and listen. He brought up reparations and she agreed. But she broke it down ever so eloquently. She said and let me paraphrase. If you want people paid, I'm with that, but let's charge that bread where it started at. American and Brits were consumers of the human product, but the African lords make the most profit. Had their folks already enslaved in a cage waiting on the boats, they supply the demand, and off we go. We don't want to talk about that. We want to ignore that fact. Or, we don't even know what happened. Because really, in all actuality, in fact, those reparations should be coming from our beloved Democrats. We looking at headlines and taking face value. Look at BLM and how they bamboozled you. Black Lives Matter when their pockets could get fatter, but Black Lives Matter was marketing at its finest because black lives, black lives Matter used emotion and bullshit chatter to make us scream Black Lives Matter when not, a bit of, when not a bit of positive Black life improving action. They took your money and scattered. Black Lives do matter, but we got to be smarter because we know, know that Black Lives don't matter to each and everybody. Politics is poly tricks, multiple schemes to make themselves rich. Fooled us the being blue from one move back in the year of our Lord, 1964. Since that year, we ain't received no more. But I'll be damned if we ain't blindly loyal. I'm just trying to reverse some of the brainwashing, some poetic ties to eliminate the mental fabric softening, make you think and research to find your own understanding, to keep us from being sheep following a herder straight to the wolves. Show y'all the power we possess if we understand that none of these policies or handouts were meant for our good, only to keep us complacent. Last little nugget and I'll be out your way. The illegal immigrants flooding the states, pay close attention. We about to be replaced.
2: That was deep.
4: Yeah, it definitely was, man. Deep.
0: That's what's up.
2: Thank you for that Pete. Very
0: powerful, brother. Right. Yeah.
2: Next up, coming to Blessed Art, Mike, we're going to take it back to Marticia.
5: All right. This piece is called Arkansas. The memory of my family is down there in those microbes, clay and rock, lost bodies, piss and shit, fallen trees, millennia of blooming and shedding. My family is down there, generations of toiling, sweating, bleeding at the hands of Massa, wounds opening, skin cracking, backs bent, seeds falling, sprouts reaching sun. I need to go back there, let my tongue touch the earth, my toes spread like mycelium. I can talk to the dead with my roots. When I return, I hope I can smell sweat dripping off Pawpaw's bra, brow, Minstrel blood streaming from my foremother's soft parts, and oh, I pray they remember that they are soft. When I go back, I hope the soil remembers my touch. I pray she whispers my name, makes a place for me to lay, to dream, to remember, to grieve, to sing joy, hallelujah, she shouts. Finally, my child finds home. okay great right. piece very descriptive
0: <laughs> yeah it definitely was
2: thank one you, thank you so much next up to the blesser mike we're going to go back to jacqueline i'm a
3: student of history and i believe that history happens with every step we make each of us no matter how little or small plays our part in this role this play we call Planet Earth, but that's just me. This poem is written for Elizabeth Hobbs Keckley, a lesser known hidden figure in African-American history. She was the dressmaker and best friend of Mary Todd Lincoln. In the presence of that stern, practical mother reality, this reality Is cold. Even on the hottest of days, she chills, kicking our asses to life, whispering inspirations into our ears, clouding our minds with audacious hope, reality. In her, we are already finished. Right now, we have already begun. History, the things we know now and know not of, shaping the bitterness of our relative lives. As we relive tragedies in multiples of threes and swallow the sour milk from her breast, American reality? It's like after birthing us, she left us in her filth and told us to go play in the street. What do I know of Africa that hasn't been force-fed to me? So far removed am I from that reality. A lost child who sees a reflection in rivers and throws rocks into the waters to break up the vision. What do I really know? America is a wilderness that grows more foreign to me. Every day I see the hopes and dreams of slaves melting in hot flashes of gunfire, fading in pools of blood. I wish I could dream my way out of this, but that isn't practical. No, that isn't realistic. In the presence of that cold, stern, practical reality, nothing I am is legitimate. Nothing I am or will be will force the hand of a reality. America is still afraid of the dark.
2: Yes. Thank you so much for that piece.
0: America's still afraid of the dark. Yes. Ain't that right? <laughs>
2: Up next to the mic is my girl, Ebb and Flow. Bless us with the peace, Ebb Thank you so much for
1: that. And this one is called
2: Black Girl. Black Girl, you so
1: fly and fine. And above all, you shine. You are excellence manifested like milk and honey. You trip and grip life by the horns. Girl, you stand so tall and brave. Who called you a slave? You are master and matriarch. The entire world starts with you. So fresh and so clean, clean, ain't nobody dope as you. I love you, black girl, Hit like a pearl, shining like diamonds from dirt and earth, so brown and melanated. You are exaggerated because the entire world copies you. But somehow you push through creating what's mitochondria genes, found in gardens of ease, birthing everything. Black girl, you stream on any platform. Storms should be named after you, fierce and mighty, divinely chosen by the Most High, and that's why they see you and tremble. Black girl, you are more than a sex symbol. You are keys to locked doors. You are. You are more, and brightly you reflect, never neglect your dark skin hues. They are reminders of the entire universe at rest with peace encompassing you. I love you, Black girl. You rock my world. You know you do. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to tell my God
2: all about you. Thank you. Woo! That's what's up. We're gonna mix it up next up to the mic we have king oh. king tell us a little bit about yourself what you got going on <laughs> everybody didn't do that i'm sorry Ebony. my apologies <laughs> no that was my bad because i did just said sorry. I just you. okay king bring it
0: all right king atterbury host of the poetry corner show uh poetry corner east side connection west side connection the pop-up show also i do epiphany radio blog talk with uh queen simmons over there king and queen's quarters which is on mondays at nine o'clock so um i'm an author publisher author of 20 books i'm working on these next three books hopefully they'll be out by the end of this month so it's almost at completion and um you can find me on instagram king atterbury inc and uh That's about it. I'm here in the building with these two lovely um, females. You know what I mean? So, hey. I was going to say beauties, but I, you know. So I'm going to go into this piece right now. Not to hold everybody up. It's called Never That Though. This piece I release just to reach those that speak. Bring heat to your head and to the bottom of your feet. You can change your mannerism and have an aneurysm. Drink shots of devil's venom and send cats through dimensions lost in a wave of illustrations through my poetry if now you haven't noticed me might as well listen closely polarities moving within existence of the planes i still remain unfazed by the foreign exchange held together by exterior motion while on life sail hit a destination where i can tell about all who fell. bear witness to the rise and fall of a few that's noble what i grasp and hold on to is the moments i am supposed to Fix what was broken by society as I build blocks. What I start can't stop gathering others towards the dock. Passengers on a journey to prevail a beautiful living. Unforgiven is what's written and taught to our younger children, King. All
2: right. Thank Keith. you so much King exactly. for that piece. Now we gotta go back Thank around and make sure we get it right. So Ebony, you gotta <laughs> introduce yourself. Tell us what you got coming on where are uh, uh, projects any oh. books coming out all that that's
1: good yeah, hello everyone evan flow again back like i never mm-hmm. left um i have a book coming out next year it is called the rebirth flat soda for roses um i'm very excited for that i'm also uh alumni at cli um and i'm also a student there right now taking a class to write a children's book so i'm also excited about that have a couple new endeavors coming up starting in the new year where we'll be te- Andre andrea and i will be teaching um poetry to children so that's something i've looked forward to my entire life to be able to just give back to you know the community and give the children a voice as well so i'm very excited about that and i'm happy to be here with all of you fine fine poets you guys are rocking the mic and thank you so much for your time and energy
2: Yes, thank you so much, Ebony, for that. Also, we do have a Friday Teen Connection poetry show that's going to start, I believe, this week. So if anybody out there in Poetry Corner know any teens that wants to come and bless our mic, just let us know. Also, like and subscribe to the page and join our Poetry Corner Facebook page as well for updates. I'm going to spit a piece that I, I just wrote today. I don't really have a title for it and it's it's really short. Okay, here it goes. No buildings, four walls. Things are not sufficed. I hold peace, comfort, and love. I am home, a vessel where you can take Silas. No judgment, fighting is out of the question. Communication is relevant. Holding one another accountable. Truth is welcomed. In every perspective, I am home. Love is the house, you have the key. Open up your heart, you'll see. I am more than love. In me, you'll find peace, joy, understanding, trust, and loyalty is a must. Thank you so much. All right, come through, Mystery of the Poet. I love that, home. Yes, love over loyalty, loyalty over love. it's easy to love right right?
0: (laughs) that's right love
2: is easy because we're taught that every day church home you have to love people you know and forgive it's hard to like somebody and build that trust and have loyalty with people so especially when you share the same things you come from a certain background so i think that's very important for us just to grow this community and be you know support one another here
5: Yeah. yeah
2: passing the mic back to ebony so she can introduce but ebony mix it up
1: all right so for the mixer (laughs) thanks for passing the mic back to me we're gonna take it to you miss Martisa. bless the mic for us again queen
5: all right this one is called Uh uh-oh i'm the villain Ooh, child who even knew i'm sure beatty did her mama too I know Corliss had a clue, Allie and Aisha, they probably did too. The way we bend and fold and origami ourselves into palatable. The way we stay long after, our spirit said, get the fuck out. I know my grandmommy looked over the story of her life and noted not the ones who transgressed against her, but the times she cut her own nose to spite her face. Oh, sweet child, I hear her say, Be not afraid of their power, but conscious of your own. Your choice is your weapon. Be aware not to hold that sword to your own neck. Hear your heart thump. Use your exhale to slow it down. There is no army in there. Only God reminding you what you are. All human, all divine. yes
1: Yes. all human all divine. all right that was beautiful there is no (laughs) i love that ending thank you so much thank you so much all right page p we're gonna bring it back to you bless us again
4: well thank you i'm gonna switch it up a little bit i just want to show this real quick before i do the piece Uh, this is my bohemian side that i'm about to expose um i don't know if you can see the whole thing it's kind of hard to do but anyway the name of the piece is called dreads and beads um i did a a stint as a ceo and um one of the inmates that was there shout out to him if he's watching this i don't know his name to give him credit for the drawing but that original picture was on um just regular paper with charcoal Dope, dope towns. a lot of talent in jail, people. That's why I'm passionate about those type of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... Anyway, I don't um, I'm gonna get into all of that. <laughs> but, um, this is called Dreads and Beads. Dreads and Beads is what it's all about. Mind clearing rhythms that erase so all doubt. That you can be eternally free. No supervisor, supervisor. No bills growing and piling. No babies yelling and screaming. No significant others beefing. Just you. In a place where peace is your only companion, but tranquility is really what's happening. See, Dreads and Beads for me is a scented candle, watching the light flicker, Jill Scott playing, feeling warm from some liquor, realizing my greatness and self worth, thanking God I'm six feet above the dirt, so that I can smell the candle and feel the buzz and reminisce on my true love. See, Dreads and Beads is a state of mind that is all yours. See, it's not really defined, it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be your favorite food or candy, it could be watching your girl cooking a panty. It could be anything that takes you there to that place, that place of inner serenity. Come on, y'all. Listen, listen and follow me. Come chill with me and my world, dreads and bees. Take this time to do what you never do or did. Free your mind, body, and soul. Don't be scared to take a journey to a place you've never been. I mean, the door's open. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and socks and run your toes through the thick, soft carpet. Let dreads and beads take control. No watches are allowed. Time is endless in this here and now. Let all your troubles go. I'm going to show you how. And check your stress at the door of my world. Dreads and beads. No need to worry. Just let, your spirit, just let your spirit take flight. Soar to the stars that we see at night. Glide through my world like birds in the sky. Dreads and beads. Y'all are mind blowing high. Better than weed, coke, or heroin. Dreads and beads will remain when they're all gone. Dreads and beads is that orgasm when you make love the first time. It's that feeling when you look in each other's eyes. It's that peace right before you sleep. Dreads and beads, baby, come follow me. Dredge and beads, baby, I got what you need. Dredge and beads, baby, come follow me. Dredge and beads, baby, I got what you need. Thank you.
1: Dredging beads. All right, bro.
4: That's what's up, man.
1: So grateful for all that.
0: Right. And much love That's... for you
1: giving, you know, light to the brothers that are locked in. And it is a lot of talent, you know. So much respect Absolutely. and much love for bringing light to that. And that thanks. picture beautiful. So thanks for sharing.
4: Thank you. No, yeah. no problem at
1: all.
2: I'm going to swing the mic back to you, Miss Dre, the poet. Next up to bless our mic, we have Jacqueline. Jacqueline, bless us with another piece.
3: This poem is called Young Man, and it is written for Justice Howell. Young man, I've been waiting for you. Young man, I've been anticipating you. I want to speak to who you are now. Remember your mother, your first teacher. If she was real, she cried for you. In joy and in silence, in sorrow and with loud exaltation, remember your father, your standard. If he was real, he led you here to this moment. With pride and sacrifice, he guided your steps. They are the reason I speak to you. Young man, look around you. 360 degrees and see the world is yours. Black child, you are not a bad child. You were, a cre- oh, sorry. you were created with love. You are meant for greatness. And while the forces in this world may paint, the melanin in your skin is evil. I see the light. I see your royalty. I see you, young man. You are potential in motion a force of nature. And if no one ever told you before, you are not a savage. You were never meant for a cage. You are not a thug. It is not criminal that you exist. It is not by whim that you are here. The traps that work against you, your nature and your purpose are not mere happenstance. These things do not define you. Tell Satan to get behind you. Push them away. Sun, you are a star. Young man, you are a king. Believe it. Know it. Stand up. Stand strong. Rise with each new day. Take up the reins of your heart with courage and live. One day, young man, as the sun sets on your life, you will understand.
2: thank Thank you so much for that Right. a lot of young men need to hear that
0: true facts yeah great
2: um next up to our mic we're going to take it back to ebb and flow to bless us again
1: okay thank you um that picture it made me remember a piece that i wrote and it also took me back to the fact that matilda shakur is coming home from prison um after all these years he's finally being set free and um i know Pac and afini are in heaven celebrating and so am i so i would like to share this piece it's called when my homies call we all gonna die one day anyway so pick your poison wisely is what they say and don't judge him because he sins differently than you it's true that we all going to die one day anyway is what my homeboy used to say until the smog turned the sunny days to gray and the hustle dried up and he went away. He went off with the money one day and his kids went out to play, but he never made it back home that day as the dope game got in the way. Now his life is forever changed and his kids now lack a daddy and his homies forgot to write him. Now karma stepped in to fight him and the social workers were him item and the judge always neglects to mention that you'll never work your way up out the system now he's in prison working in the kitchen and 50 cent is the mission and he's dying to get rich now here comes the plot twist. His daughter began to miss him. His homeboy supposed to front him, but he fucked him. Now his daughter's pregnant and neglected. Caught up in the same system as her mother, father gone, and her brother dead at 16. Trying to follow the team, but got caught up in a trickery. Daddy in prison called home, now living in misery. And now he's crying and his cellie is questioning. Bars banging on bars, yelling, and he can't stay composed hard home and his son is gone and his daughter's pregnant by his homie one mistake cost him his life all for the fast money so pick your poison wisely is what he told me 15 years later when he wrote me still stuck in the misery but I will keep praying till all my makers is free thank you Woo. thank you that's for
2: what's that up. You. that's
0: what's
2: up okay I have a question this is for everyone so I'm gonna start with you, Paige P. Um, what is your the type of poetry you enjoy writing the most, and why?
4: Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite. I guess um, what I'm on right now is more of message type poetry, like the stuff I did tonight. Um, it's a lot going on in the world, well, in America specifically, we'll say, with Black people, and we're not as open-minded to things as we need to be, right? Um, there's a lot of things that are happening where it's like you ask a person, well, why do you believe that way? And it's, well, that's what my mother said. That's what my father said. We're not questioning enough, uh, enough things. We're having a lot of emotional responses um, without actually asking what's behind the images we're seeing. Media is, is, is doing a number on us right now. So right now, I'm trying to bring up things that are emotional responses, right? And write pieces about them. Whether you agree with me or disagree, I want you, in some cases, I want people to disagree. Just so they'll go see what really happened, right? And then form your opinion. And if you disagree with me, then cool. But at least know what happened. Question it. Don't just take the word or look at an image and and everything else. You know, do your research and figure out what's going on. Um, so that's that's really what I'm on right now. But I have some of everything. I, I was trying to read the, the room on the show. I didn't want to, you know, go too far. Off, but, you know, now that I'm here and kind of comfortable, if I go again, I, I don't know what y'all might get. <laughs> you might get page P with the bullshit on the next one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. We are definitely grateful for the
4: energy.
1: And the. Yeah. Fire, fire, and more fire. So
2: whatever you pull out the bag, we are definitely waiting and willing. You know what I mean? So thank Appreciate you it. Thank you so much for that. No, I totally agree with you. I feel like a lot of times we we are taught certain things. So we don't want to go against our family, you know, the way they think and what they thought or whatever. So we have these conversations all the time. It's really difficult, you know, to change those habits. Um, And then when you do, you're weird, or something is wrong with you, or you know you're the bad person, or whatever. So, it's very important to have your own way of thinking, and without disrespecting somebody else's beliefs and things like that. But we all have to mature and grow. So we're gonna go the same question to Marticia. Marticia, sorry,
5: butchering your name, I apologize. Talking. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of the same. I don't really have like. One way that I like to write, um, mostly I would say, is like colonialism has taught us, especially as like Indigenous folks, Black folks, like POCs, it's divorced us from our like deep knowing, like our knowing that's in our bodies, our knowing that is a, is from source. And right. so, so much of my poetry comes from my knowing, and is how I like work through that. It's how I like work back into my intuition, how I work back to be in relationship with God. And so, um, yeah, that's that's my poetry for me. And I feel like that's how so much of the poetry that I've listened to, at least that's how it hits my spirit is coming from that space rather than always like intellectualizing everything. But sometimes it's like I want to know what's happening in here, what's happening in this. here.
2: Thank you so much. Yes. Um, I feel like poetry is therapy for me. So it gets me to release a lot of things and it's really, really therapeutic. That and cooking, because I love to cook. So those two things are very therapeutic. So you have to find an outlet and somewhere to release. So I think that is very important. Thank you so much for that. Up next, same question for Jacqueline. As far as the type of poetry I write,
3: I would say mostly free verse. It doesn't have to rhyme to be a poem. I like playing with poetic forms, so haiku, senryu, uh, nothing, this is just my opinion, nothing's original, anything that can be done has been done, so we shouldn't be able to, we should be able to try new things with our words, and as long as the message is authentic, I think that's the only concern the author, poet, speaker should have. You have to speak your truth. And if you see the world a certain way, going back to what Paige P is saying, um, if you see the world a certain way, a lot of people aren't going to agree with it. And that's fine. But I think what I realized doing poetry for myself is that it opens the door for conversations to be had difficult conversations. And everybody has their own story, and everyone has their own point of view. And if we can just look beyond ourselves and see that in the other person, then there at least be some common ground, love it or hate it.
2: So, thank you so much. Yes, I totally agree, 100%. King, same question for you, sir.
0: Come again. no I'm saying repeat the question No,
2: oh, I'm sorry yeah so, I need
0: to materialize I, it you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> what's your favorite genre of poetry to write about
0: I don't have none. I'm all over the place when spirit tells me to write something I feel it out and I go with it whether it's erotic conscious gangster whichever way I just go with the flow you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a a yacht or a boat out in the water you know you never know how the tide is so that's how my mind is you know what I mean?
2: thank you for that same question <laughs> evident welcome
1: um i like to talk about things that i see in my community, you know, and address the things that um, impoverish us as African-American people and bring awareness to the things that people turn a blind eye to. Um, I feel like my poetry gives voice to the voiceless and, you know, a face to the faceless. And I speak about things that most people will probably cringe at, but it's things that are happening in everyday society that um, people constantly walk by and turn a blind eye to. And so I feel like it's, my duty and my God-given gift from the most high to be able to articulate my poetry in a way that people can hear me and feel me. And like to piggyback a bit off what Page P said, to go, doing the, go and do the research, you know what I mean? So I just wanna drop small gems of knowledge or whatever it is in the, in layman's terms and not make it so difficult for the people to be able to receive it. Um, and hopefully, you know, it would address some of the underlying issues and also give others a voice to, you know, speak up for themselves and, and let them know that they, whatever they feel and whatever they go through, it matters. So that's what I like to write about. But again, I'm free verse. I can write about any and everything um, at any given moment. Um, I also go with the flow and whatever I feel at the moment. So poetry is my savior. Poetry is my way of um, blessing the world with my gifts. So whatever it caused me to do, I'm on the front line to do that. So that's how I feel.
2: Thank you so much for that. I'm in agreement with everyone. I really enjoy writing about community, um, different situations, uh, third person, you know, poetry trying to put myself in other people's shoes. Um, I know that a lot of times we always write about like the women and mothers, and it's not really an outlet or we don't talk about the good fathers. And I had this conversation, I believe with Ebony, how even if we have a bad mom, it's still happy Mother's Day, we celebrate this person. And a lot of times we have great fathers and they don't get the same thing. So I write a lot of pieces about, you know, broken men and you know how to heal and things like that I love 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 poems you know even if I'm not there I'm not in love but I just like you know feeling happy and you know loving like everything and just bringing people together and having that connection because we all can relate you know some kind of way to love you know so I enjoy writing about that I'm going to pass the mic back to Ebony Ebony it's on you Thank you all for sharing your
1: experiences of poetry um, in this conversation. It was really beautiful. And um, we're going to go on our last round of poetry. And I'm going to shoot it back to you, Jacqueline.
3: Uh, (laughs) Love poems. Never been good at it. Never really been in love. so. But uh, if I was going to do something like that, I guess I'd have to be honest with you. I hate this Negro. Now. So, this poem is called This Is Not a Love Poem. And it's my last poem tonight. And it's from my very first book, the first page of my very first book. So, hopefully, it has aged well. This is not a love poem. I am not about to write another sad bastard love poem, or another sappy sonnet about the no good liar that was my ex-poem. Though I won't say his name in this poem, or write a fat bastard will suffice even if he is now skinny poem, or he is his own problem and not mine poem, still to him I must say a thank you poem, And I will always remember that when you left me behind, you left me wiser, richer, and able to follow my own dreams poem. God has not punished me by getting me pregnant with your seed poem, so no. This is not another sad bastard love poem about what you did behind my back poem while I trusted you to be true poem. You just used me to screw poem. This is a thank you poem. And I am getting the hell on with my life poem, with myself together in my weave type poem. And I need not say your name because you know who you are. Thomas.
2: You said his name. Oh. <laughs> okay.
3: I couldn't think of any way to end that poem, but that's the okay. <laughs> truth. Okay, Jacqueline,
2: that was dope.
1: I really enjoyed that poem. not think yeah. that was-
0: that yeah, definitely was right there.
3: After but Jacqueline, all, you love it. yourself, right?
2: So you can write about self-love. I
0: I
3: do love myself, and that's basically all I'm doing right now. Beautiful. So, yep. got any brothers out there, Page P King, in the Midwestern <laughs> area? Call me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for ending us with that. We're gonna take it to you, Martisa. Give us
5: one. So this is kind of a love poem. It's more about the like way that you attract the people that you are, you know, like how you are a mirror um, and how when I get to the place that I wanna be, like I'm gonna attract the person I really deserve to be with. So it's called called On My Hard Days. Um, On my hard days, I long for you imagining the whisper of this too shall pass tickling my earlobe your eyes intent on me catching flickers of hope and pain flashing across the screen of my eyes you are always watching me studying the unseen on my hard days i miss your gaze i feel invisible without it walking through time without form Your presence is gentle strength itself, curious the way you mastered the difficult balance of tenderness and power. Under your gaze, I feel small, tiny in the way one feels when standing beneath the stars, both important and insignificant, humbled and validated. On my hard days, I miss your hands, brushing my soft parts, my body arching towards you in response. You are the manifestation of my unfolding. You are the proof that I have become who I always wanted to be. So today, when I'm struggling with the process of becoming, I long for you, dream of you, feel your presence here. Yes. Love okay, it.
0: Martins. That's what's up. Love it,
2: love it, love it. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful.
0: All right.
1: We coming back around to you, KHP. What you got for
4: us? What you pulling out the bag for us? Well, <clears throat> it's going to be very nonsensical following that one from Martissa, um, because now I'm getting ready to do you with the shoulder shimmy and the bullshit a little bit. um, <laughs> but, um <laughs> and There you go. Um, I wanted to host events. I didn't really want to perform. Right. I I performed back in the day. I just wanted to host events, have fun with the crowd, whatever. So I had a business partner and um, got the opportunity to have a night. So I was like, "All right, bet you're going to put me on. Mind you, I helped her with her performances because that's what she wanted to do. Right. So she kept kind of giving me the cold shoulder. And then finally, one day she was very harsh. She said, how the hell would I look like asking you to host and nobody know you? So that ruffled my feathers. And then here we are. Who am I? Right. (laughs) Who am I? It's Paige motherfucker. Someone said and I quote What I look like asking you to host and nobody knows you. Well, who am I? It's Paige motherfucker. By the time I finish tonight at least five of y'all will drive home and recite. Who am I? It's Paige motherfucker. Crazy shit is they knew I had skills they knew I had the gift they knew what it was with me. I mean I helped them build their shit. Boosted them up, gave him confidence. I don't even like performing, I just wanted to host. Now I'm out here like Tommy, you know the white boy from Ghost, The one you call when it's time to put in work, whether it's the bus shots, snap necks, or leave a op or a random in the dirt. I'm from the era of the cypher. You had to freestyle and be a dope writer. It was like being a prize fighter. And you better not be known as a biter. With my pen and my pad, I could make you feel happy or sad. Make you want to body a nigga. Hit you with some random... Hit you with some romantic shit, you fuck around, knock it down and become a new dad. The genre, it don't matter because I'm so slick with it. Even with the lisp and the big lips, you love how I whistle with it. This was just a quick blast, little one hit a quitter, had to get it off my chest, so I ain't become bitter. So one last time, who am I? It's Paige, motherfucker. <laughs> all right, okay, bro. Paige.
0: <laughs> Yo, they had queens written all over it. <laughs> 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 that's what that was dope, bro. Word right up,
2: great <laughs> right way to close out the show, right? I know that's right.
1: <laughs> Turn the page on that, right? <laughs>
2: True.
1: Uh, you all for joining us here tonight. We had a blast, so very definitely
0: great. was. I appreciate everybody tonight, right.
1: and um, you know, thanks for joining us here tonight. And I'm gonna pass it back to you, King. Would you like to say anything?
0: Yeah, I just want to advise everybody click like and subscribe to the channel. Get the notifications about all the shows we got going on. And um we haven't we had a beautiful night. Two calls. Edmund Flo, Dre the Poet. These fine guests on here tonight. And as I always say, peace, love, and poetry. See y'all next week.
2: Y'all stay on. Don't log off yet. Thank you guys for being here. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,